Hello, and welcome to Kiara Gets Drunk and Talks About Music. This is the fifth episode of our Take a Shot series, where we discuss some of the day's most burning music topics. Today, we are celebrating the life and music of one of our favorite artists, Taylor Hawkins. And here to help me out is one of my favorite podcasts, Farah. Hi, I'm back. Welcome back to the podcast, Farah. It's so nice to see you. It's so nice to have you here in person. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. It's a dream to be back. And you know what? It's been a while. Like we haven't had a lot of in-person podcasts, so no. I'm just excited to be in your presence. Me too. Yeah. Especially since, you know, like a lot of our pod topics recently have been pretty light, but we're talking about something that's a little heavier. So mm-hmm. it's always important to have good people around you when you're in your feelings and when things get tough. So I'm very happy that you're able to join us today. Me too. So just for our listeners, I already mentioned that we're going to be speaking about uh, Taylor Hawkins. And just in case anybody doesn't know who he is, Taylor Hawkins was most well known for being being the unbelievably talented and vivacious drummer for Foo Fighters, which are arguably one of the most successful rock bands in the entire world. He was active with them for over 20 years and nine studio albums, but unfortunately he passed away unexpectedly at the age of 50 while the band was on tour in Colombia on March 25th, 2022. So I think even though we're recording this, you know, a few weeks after learning of his passing, um, both Farah and myself, I think we've, you know what, you and I have connected a lot on this topic. And um, I guess to just kind of jump into it, maybe we can speak first a little bit to our reaction to the news because you were the first person I texted when I found out. So can you tell me a little bit about how you reacted in learning of Taylor's passing? Firstly, I'm honored I was the first person you texted. <laughs> Not <laughs> as in your mom, your brother. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll be sad. Well, I was I was by myself. Um, I was in bed and I don't remember what I was doing, probably watching TikToks, but you know, I was shocked because I I was, you know, you and I both follow the Foo Fighters. We were following their careers and they're still going strong after what, like 20 years. Yeah. And this was obviously a very sudden death. Like he was supposed to go on stage with the Foo Fighters the night after. And, um, you know, you start to think things like what's going to happen to the band. Um, and, and on top of that, I mean, sorry, I shouldn't have even started with that. I should have started with, I'm so sorry for him and his family and yeah. everything that's going on because, you know, he was, he was such a force, yeah. such a legend, so talented and such a kind human being. I mean, we'll talk a little bit about some of the stories we've heard of him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But overall, I, I was also just, really um it it almost felt like history was repeating itself like you kind of see a lot of stories coming out of rock stars and artists dying young and Mm -hmm. and we don't know how he died I really hope it's not to do with substance abuse but he had struggled with that before yeah um and so you know I I cried I was I was really shocked really sad and just like yeah, I don't even know what else to say. What about you? <laughs> yeah, I was I reacted very similarly. You know this because I spoke with you that yeah. evening, but it was late when the news broke. Like I want to say almost midnight on like March 25th. Like yeah. it was late in the day. Um, and I unfortunately had gotten food poisoning <laughs> earlier that day. Oh my God. So I was like in my bathroom, like on the floor, just like, you know, so nauseous and not feeling good. And I was absentmindedly scrolling, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I follow the Foo Fighters on Instagram and I saw this post that was essentially, you know, um, 
breaking the news saying that you know our beloved Taylor Hawkins Hawkins has passed and we want to celebrate his life music he's not going to be forgotten whatever and I had to read it several times because the first time I read it I was like oh it was a crew member like Mm -hmm. I didn't even I saw the name Taylor Hawkins but I didn't even register you know I was like oh it's probably someone from their crew that's so sad yeah and then I read it again and and then I and I was like Taylor Hawkins and I was like no not the drummer yeah because that's to me taylor hawkins is like he's he's always going to be the drummer for the foo fighters for me there's there's nobody else dave Grohl's one of the best drummers in the world too yeah yep. but taylor hawkins is always going to be dave Grohl's drummer yeah you know what i mean you gotta be a pretty fucking good drummer exactly to drum for dave Grohl. yeah so i was like shock was like the first thing and like i just it's like i was and then i was looking for validation like i was like were they hacked like what what's going on here like is this fake i did that too i was like looking for other news sources and there was nothing it was so new yeah 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 and so not and then i was on google and I, I like could see like some tweets i could see some things and i was like okay but is this literally happening like is he dead yeah and then i texted you yeah. and i saw that you know you had also saw the post and i was just like what the hell happened and like we were kind of waiting for news to come out and again like I was just like gutted mm-hmm. like absolutely gutted and I y- you actually said this to me so I have to give credit to you too but oh, thanks. you you but you likened this experience to when the world lost somebody like David Bowie mm-hmm. who even though he was uh, his generation of or not his generation sorry but his time in the music scene in particular was maybe for people of our, like our parents generation let's say Taylor Hawkins was literally somebody we grew up with. And yeah. like, I, I started listening to rock music because of the Foo Fighters. I mean, I had had a bit of a background, I'll say in rock because of my dad and his love for rock music, but like classic rock Foo Fighters was the first like in time band who was making rock music for a rock crowd in the early two thousands, in the nineties that I grew to love and who taught me like, this is what it means to write a song that like feels yeah like it you. moves your soul yes the segue to emo almost the segue to emo yeah. truly and we've talked about emo so many times on the podcast Which but like was a great podcast by the way thank not you. to you know <laughs> be that cheesy friend to be like oh so good but no like very applicable to this too oh but thank yeah. you but that was my first reaction and then I did the same thing as you where my thoughts immediately went to the band and again admittedly so I'm like damn I can't believe that I thought the first person I thought of was Dave Grohl yeah, especially because he lost um, Kurt. Kurt, right? And and you think, oh, fuck, like history is really kind of repeating. So again, we don't know how he's yeah. passed at this point, at this moment in time. But when you lose someone, and especially for, for Dave, you, you know, it was, Taylor was his best friend. They were like, like brothers. Kurt and him, they were close too. And, you know, we both watched the documentary and, and they talked about, uh, Taylor's substance abuse you're just like holy fuck like this this shit is no joke like it's literally no joke yeah and there was a time I remember watching the documentary the back and forth documentary I think it came out in like whenever they're making wasting light so like 2011 2012 mm-hmm. and um Dave in that documentary speaks to when Taylor overdosed which I believe was in 2001 yeah and he was in a coma mm-hmm. right and Dave they said like Dave couldn't leave him for two weeks taylor was in a coma and dale tate dale sorry i can't speak Sparrow and i are having a couple beers because we wanted to get into the summer concert mood for our brothers and the foo fighters who we love so much yes this reminded us of it but it's clearly not making me talk well um he literally didn't leave his bedside essentially for two weeks yeah like that's the kind of relationship that they had and then seeing how emotional dave was in the documentary talking about that experience 
immediately I was like, how is he doing? Like, yeah. how is he getting through this? Because like, yeah, how that's your, it's not only like your brother and your best friend, but this like thing that you've created, this band, this music, this lifestyle, like, where do you go? Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. And they were like, they were still touring. They were supposed to play at the Grammys, which we'll talk about. Like, I personally think they could have done a little bit more. Maybe it was a little bit last minute, but I think that they should have done more. But yeah, I I hate to, you know, bring the mood down, but no, not just, it was really difficult to take in. It was, it was super difficult. And I mean, we know that this podcast might, this podcast episode in particular might not have the most high energy. So maybe let's pivot for a sec, Farah. And, um, can you talk to me about like some of your early memories maybe of Taylor Hawkins and of the Foo Fighters? Um, for the listeners, we've also done an episode on the Foo Fighters album, the color and the shape, which Farah so (laughs) gladly came and helped me out on. So you can also hear about, um, our experiences with the band then, but I'd love for you to just tell the listeners about, uh, why you started listening to them and particularly if there's anything that reminds you or any memories that you have of Taylor Hawkins and his life. Yeah, well, I think um, I started listening to them in high school and I saw their music video for The Pretender and that moved me Yeah, because the lyrics were really good and the sound was just so beefy and it was like, it really hit you. And I mean, obviously Dave Grohl's the front man, but then everybody in the band has such high energy and Taylor, of course in the back you can't you can't miss him you know the long blonde hair and he's got this like smirk and he's like he really loves it he really really loves it and so um I was listening to the Foo Fighters for most of high school and into my adulthood and kind of kept it closeted and I think you kind of talked about how you were closeted too about your about my music (laughs) even though I think the Foo Fighters is still a little bit more on the rock traditional rock side more grungy too grunge yeah exactly and I mean I grew up in Vancouver so like the scene was there like Vancouver is just north of Seattle right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and and then you know in my adulthood throughout my undergrad like I got to see them live outdoors at Festival d'Etat in Quebec unfortunately it was rained out but I, I wanted to bring up this memory because we were being rained out but that was the broken leg tour Right, Dave Grohl yeah. with his leg, and he's in this giant throne. throne, and he's just like, "We're not gonna stop fucking rocking, not even a broken leg will stop." So you know, for for them to kind of say that to be like, nothing is going to stop us from doing our job, to doing something we enjoy, and then you know, all all of a sudden, twenty twenty two, I see this tiny little Instagram box, and it's like, you know, Taylor Hawkins has passed. We're not performing anymore. I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty fucking good reason not to to yeah. play, but. It, it kind of brings you down to earth because, you know, the band, Dave and the band will, will stop at nothing. They stopped for nothing, not even a, a rainstorm, thunder, a broken leg. Yeah. They wanted to play. And, you know, of, of course, a death would constitute them stopping. But, you know, I, I really, really hope that we see more joy from them because I, I have a lot of joy seeing them play and hearing them. And yeah we can't replace Taylor, but yeah, I, I, I have a lot of joy watching them live. And that's a really good way to, I think, capture the mentality of a band like Foo Fighters, where so easily you can have rock bands in the world now who are doing it for money, who are doing it for fame, who are doing it for the Instagrams and for yeah. the, you know what I mean? For the follows and the influence. And from the, from day one, I, I fully believe that if you want to, 
talk about somebody who loves music, go to Dave Grohl. Yeah. Because he's everybody's biggest fan from Motorhead to Billie Eilish to Thundercat. Like, he loves everybody because he's so jazzed about what all these people are bringing to the world of music and seeing it grow and evolve. And he truly has made music his life and he has surrounded himself with people like Taylor Hawkins to bring that joy to other people. And so that's a really, really special memory. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I have to say too, I love seeing them live. Like I, I've seen them at Budweiser stage. I've seen them at the Roger center. I know you were at that show as well. Yeah. Put on a fucking great show. But one of my favorite like Taylor memories, I guess was I remember watching Conan Mm-hmm. and Dave Grohl and Taylor Hawkins would always do interviews together yeah I think I know this one yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's a clip where they're talking to Conan and Conan was saying something about how like very often the band will for their music videos like get dressed up in drag yeah. and like wear dresses <laughs> like and learn to fly girls. I think yeah learn to fly and Everlong. like mm-hmm. it's yeah, they've done it a few times yeah and, How very uh, queen of them. <laughs> I know, exactly, right? Rock on. But um, there is a moment where Taylor talks about how the first time he was rehearsing with the Foo Fighters, I guess they were getting ready to shoot the video, so they were also like fitting for their costumes, mm. which were dresses or whatever. And he said his dad came to like the set to visit, and he was like, told you, Dad, told you I'd make it. Like, look, here I am. <laughs> And, like, Taylor Hawkins, like, he's a California dude. I can only imagine that his dad is the same, like, California dude. So I just, I I picture that interaction and I laugh. And he was just so, like, charismatic in interviews. If you watch, like, I'd really encourage anybody to go watch the Conan interview. But also, like, I don't know, Howard Stern. Like, seeing him on, like, his his personality really shine through is incredible. And um, it's, like, hard to believe that he's just not on the earth anymore, you know? Yeah. And he could sing as well. Oh, he could sing his butt off. Yeah. They're, gosh, you're going to have to remind me because I know there's a few videos. And I've obviously seen it live, too. But he'd sing Queen. Under pressure. Under pressure. He does Somebody to Love. Yeah. And then Dave would go on on the drums and, you know, Mm -hmm. they'd switch out. And, you know, you don't see that from drummers. Like, normally the drummers will stay kind of in the back. I mean... I think of Ringo Starr and the Beatles. Yes. <laughs> people He's like, people, I'll just hang out back here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people tend to joke that like no one really like knows or that's never anyone's favorite Beatle. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ringo. But with, with Taylor, he had this, this personality. He was funny. He yeah. was quirky and also just really talented. Yeah. Like when the news broke and you started seeing clips come through mm-hmm. on Instagram, like, man, he could fucking bust open those drums. Yeah. Like, it's nuts. And, like, vi- short of some... Uh, here's the thing. I don't know shit about drumming. Me I either. really don't. Someone could be really bad, and I could be like, wow, they sound great, because I literally just don't know what a, what a great... Like, I know, like, whiplash. I know, like, yeah. jazz drums. Like, oh, that sounds really good. It's really fast. That yeah. must be difficult to play. But I think what set Taylor apart was, was the joy. Mm-hmm. And the, like, he really wanted to be there. He was, like so excited to play in this big time rock band he had so much respect for Dave Grohl and what he had built and the songs that they had written together and like Mm -hmm. oh my god it it uh, you know to kind of segue into our next kind of discussion point here irreplaceable is the word that comes to Mm -hmm. mind like can you have what do you think Farrah can you have Foo Fighters without Taylor Hawkins so before I answer that I wrote in my notes that I hope that the Foo Fighters don't end up being like a band on a fucking t-shirt. Like I know like Nirvana has an ACDC. I mean, all these, you see it at like H and M and shit. Exactly. And I mean, whatever, like fashion, fine. But like, I just hope that 
will never forget or lose sight of what the band truly stood for, which was good music and having a good time. Yeah. And to answer your question, like, I, I don't think so. You know, it, I know that the band has gone through iterations, like people have come mm-hmm. and they've left and now they have this bigger super band. Yeah, the six of them. About, the six of them. But, you know, Taylor had his way. I, I also think, I hate to sound kind of like that gal, but the image of the band was there. Like you, you see Dave and Pat and, and, and Taylor and, you know, I'm obviously, I can't remember all of their names. I'm it's sorry. Okay. There's Nate and there's Rami and Nate there's and Rami, yeah. Chris. Chris, yeah. 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 And, and then, you know, I remember seeing them in SNL and they have those pictures, yeah. right? That they show them before they go on. Yeah. You can't really replace that. Like, I'm it sorry. It would be weird. It would be weird. I mean, the talent, yes. But it's also like, this is the band we grew up with. Yeah. You can't have the replacement. I think I'm still mourning, but I also truly believe this. I do too. I think... You and I also talked about this. We did a lot of talking pre-recording to to the pod of the last several weeks. But um, the way I describe Taylor in, you know, just kind of like speaking to people who maybe don't know a lot about him is he's the heartbeat of this band. Yeah. Drums are a rhythm. Drums are a heartbeat in itself. And I felt like more than anybody, like you could count on the guy in the back wailing away on the drum kit to bring that like feeling that you only feel when you're at a live show and you can feel that music like pulsing through your body like it's Mm -hmm. life-changing yeah and I while again I am not a drumming expert if you put anybody else in that chair trying to drum along to like Everlong and do the drum solo I just couldn't I I'm having trouble personally I don't even think I've told you this yet I have had a lot of trouble listening to their music lately. I have too. Because it I makes really me emotional. Cause I'm like, I'm never going to hear it like this again. I know. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you said that because I have been also mourning over the fact that I will never hear it the same way live. When you listen to their music, it's going to sound the same to like any Joe blow on the street. Who's not maybe like a true Foo Fighters fan. And I hate to sound pretentious when I say that Mm -hmm. but growing up with the music listening to these albums over and over again seeing them live multiple times which I am so grateful that I've had the opportunity to do I don't know if I could be in that audience and watch like some other guy up on the drums who like like you weren't there man yeah it feels almost like an imposter and I know that that's not fair you know because I don't want to stop the world from hearing Dave Grohl's beautiful music and lyrics and the whole like the whole band is so talented but it's just like I would struggle I would struggle too I would also still support them because I think if they choose to go back out there and that's part of their healing process, I would 100% throw my money at that. Yeah. But I agree. Like, you have to kind of go in with this expectation, kind of like how um, Queen tours with uh, Adam Lambert. Lambert. Yeah. You've got to go in with this expectation that it's not going to be the same. But if you think about the time, like... That, that's the other question, right? It's like, how much time is appropriate? Because with Queen and Adam Lambert, mm. that was decades after Freddie that's Mercury true. passed. Yeah. I just feel like at that time, the fans were maybe healed and, and not that you ever fully heal, mm-hmm. but they were ready for to go back and see Queen. Whereas I'm like, I think I would need like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I could even give you a timeline of how much time I would need. Like, this is just such a special band to me. And like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's so fucking tragic. And I still, like, I'm still recovering. Yeah. I think what also breaks my heart 
as well is when we talked about Amy Winehouse, she she had a band, but her it was her name. She was a solo act. She wasn't part of this broader band. And, you know, when, when it, I guess we were also a lot younger. So we were, I mean, I wasn't feeling as much FOMO as I am now being an adult and being like, I have my own disposable income that I can put towards going to a band. But I think about the other members of the band and I can't imagine what they're going through. And especially Dave, because we know that he's had a history of having his friends pass early. And, you know, I, I I don't know if, if it's, if I'm warranted to say this, but it almost hurts more because I'm like, it's almost like this shitty sort of purgatory to be living and be mourning someone who has passed. And, and the band almost feels like an organ and there's like things attached or even a body, if you will. And, and, and there's like, you know, other organs in the body. And when an organ dies, like the body dies. And, and that's as emo as it sounds, like how I feel about the band. Yeah. 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 There's a piece of it that's going to forever be missing. Like yeah. Queen. Like Queen. Like in yeah. excess. We've seen these bands go through massive losses with yeah. their members. Van Halen. Like you can't have Van Halen without Eddie. Yeah. You know, like things like that. So I'm, I'm in total agreement with you. And it, it does suck. It does. Yeah. But it would be different, and I don't think the fans are even ready to explore that. Well, I'm, I'm like I'm speaking on behalf of all Foo Fighters fans. As a Foo Fighters fan myself, <laughs> I ain't ready for someone to sit on that drum set. And what I wish for the band is only healing and peace, yeah. which I know is going to come probably a long time from now because it is still so fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned a little bit uh, earlier in the episode too about the Grammys tribute. And uh, so what, mm. what were your thoughts on that? You said it was a little too brief maybe for the, the circumstances. Yeah. I don't know what I was expecting, you know? Um, I mean, with Prince, they had this whole big thing and, you know, they were singing Purple Rain and, you know, they, they do these other big things. And I recognize that the Grammys was a few weeks after Taylor had passed. So there wasn't enough time to really get your shit together. And I think it was on. like, the week out like it was it was tight it yeah. was a tight timeline it, it was really tight yeah. and they were supposed to perform and they acknowledged that they were supposed to be announcing that you know they were going to perform but they're not I don't know like they they showed a few video clips and you know they kind of talked about the band and showed the band doing stuff but I think that what they missed was sharing his broader story Mm -hmm. and not even just like his career journey but also that he was very kind like I think I saw on Instagram fact check me whatever but I saw on Instagram that there was a store that's a very infamous store that sold um band gear and and instruments and I saw the story yeah you're you're nodding yeah Yeah, because they I think one of the sales clerks saw that there was this like huge like bill on Taylor's account and so he was like, oh my gosh, like, are people stealing, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, like every time Taylor comes in, he buys a kid, you know, a drum set or some sort of Something. musical instrument. And I was like, yeah, of course you fucking would, because yeah. he wants to inspire. He was inspiring a generation, even beyond his music, the acts of kindness that he did, you know, that that was who he was. And I think that was missing from the tribute. It was who he was as a person. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it was like, and I, I totally like... I, Nothing but respect for, like, yeah. the, the Grammy Museum and everybody who works on that show. Because I know it's hard to pull together a big, crazy tribute. 
to somebody who who is as wonderful and who is as talented as Taylor Hawkins, but yeah. that joie de vivre that he brought to yeah. literally every performance, I wish they would have, even if it was like showing more like of the stuff from Wembley, like what they did live, maybe some clips from the documentary of him chatting or interviews to show that personality side. I, I agree with you. I mean, in a perfect world, would I love to see all these crazy ass drummers come in and just like drum tribute him? Yeah. Absolutely logistical nightmare probably because nobody (laughs) was ready i and i totally i totally get that but i think maybe my expectations were too high and as a fan i think i was like grammys you guys better go fucking hard because i was reading that with the wins that the food fighters had at the grammys this year Mm -hmm. it made them i think they've won a total of 15 something crazy and it makes them the that they've won the most grammys of any american band band yeah not just rock band I don't know. I don't oh, okay. have to fact check. That, but fine. it was like yeah. a crazy stat like that where I was yeah. like, that's a big deal. It is. For a band that is making rock music mm-hmm. for a generation that's like alive and well right now and yeah. who is learning to love rock, you know? Yeah. Um, now, I know we're kind of coming up on the end of the episode here, Farrah. What what do you kind of want to leave our listeners with? What do you, how do you want to remember Taylor going forward? Like, how, how, are, you, how are you going to remember Taylor going forward? I think the obvious answer is obviously listening to their music, right? The Foo Fighters. Um, continuing to like watch those videos as you said and yeah you know pouring over every documentary (laughs) yeah I do want to watch the documentary again me too me too um I I am sad that we are not going to be able to go to that outdoor concert that you and I were supposed to go to because of the pandemic so I feel like ultra robbed here robbed yeah yeah um but I also ask that you know, if anyone else out here listens to the Foo Fighters, you keep listening to them. You keep, you know, putting their music on in front of your kids just so that, you know, they don't become some stupid fucking band on a T-shirt yeah. that some girl wears to a festival, please. Who doesn't know who they are? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Name one song from the Foo Fighters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like always the, the line, right? Like, oh, you have a Nirvana T-shirt? Name one song. Yeah, literally. <laughs> No, and I think you're right. Like, once I'm able to listen to the music again, I've been watching more videos. I feel like maybe having the visuals has been helping me heal a little bit. Yeah. Listening to the music has been tough. I think for me, too, what I'm taking away is, like, never forget that music will bring you so much joy. Yes. That's the biggest thing. With with seeing those live shows and being in the presence of these great rock stars who, like, were truly there because they wanted to fucking bang on the drums and they wanted to smash shit out of that guitar and they wanted to give that to every person in that stadium that fit 20,000 people or that little concert hall that fit 200. Like, everybody felt it in their heart and in their soul. And that's what I'm going to take away from just my entire experience with the Foo Fighters as a band. And also to encourage people that, like, you can grieve somebody you didn't know because if they meant a lot to you and they were part of your world growing up and you appreciated them as an artist and what they do, even if you never met them, would I love to have met Taylor Hawkins? Absolutely. But I'm still, I'm still allowed to grieve. Yeah. I'm still allowed to be sad and to feel gutted about what has happened and not feel like a hundred percent ready to listen to their music. And like, nobody can ever judge me for that. Thank you for saying that. You're welcome. Yeah. I think that's really a really important message because sometimes people don't get it and they're like, why the fuck are you sad? You didn't even know him. And I'm like, well, do you understand the impact that his music and the Foo Fighters music has had on me and on millions? Yeah. And also don't, but like, don't worry about justifying it either. That's true. That's true. You're allowed to be sad. We are allowed to be sad. And I hope that anyone listening to this 
um, will find some closure in this too and, you know, be part of that circle with us because it is really sad. Yeah. And I agree. I hope that um, anybody, any Foo Fighters fans out there are going through the healing process much like we are and will continue to keep Taylor's amazing spirit alive. Exactly. And we love you, Taylor, and we miss you. We love you, Taylor. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, indeed. Thank you, Farah, for coming on the podcast today for our little mini series here. Oh, thank you for having me. Take a shot. Take a shot. We're not going to do that. <laughs> no. We're, I think we're past that point now. Positive healing only. Positive healing no. only. No. But thank you again for coming on the pod. And to our listeners, thank you so much for continuing to listen. You can follow us on Instagram and uh, subscribe if you like what you hear.